Okay, take this is Mindset Monday, and my name is Stacy Brayoka. I am known as the technology therapist and squirrel wrangler, and I wanted to bring something a little different to Mindset Monday today based on an experience that, um, or actually is based on a training uh, that I had uh, went to on Friday and refreshed some of my knowledge of um, joint ventures. Uh, and if you have never heard of or learned about the art and science, really, of joint ventures, then if you're listening to this on a replay in my podcast, I'm going to have some show notes there and I'm going to, um, one of the links will be to a, to, uh, Jay Facet. So Jay is a, um, an amazing business person in Canada. He's in Calgary. Um, in fact, just over two years ago was my first real trip to Canada and I went to Calgary to his event and, learned the first time about, you know, um, how he describes joint ventures. So one of the things I wanted to get into today was to talk about why it's important that our joint venture partners are not our clients and we should not treat them as such either. Because the fastest way to lose a good joint venture partner is to try to sell to them or to try to market to them. Because if you're marketing to a joint venture partner, they may not be your ideal client. And if you're trying to send them communications that are marketing communications and they're not your ideal client, it's off-putting to say the, on the, on the least. And it's, it really can destroy the relationship on the most. The, you know, so, so let me, let me maybe back up a little bit and describe what I mean by a joint venture partner. And so, a joint venture partner is a colleague in your field, possibly in a different field, another entrepreneur who you have reached out and um, talked to each other to agree to send referrals back and forth when you have someone who um, you feel is um, appropriate for the other person. So let's say um, I am I am in um, the technology and coaching space, and somebody else in the space of coaching about ideal clients, and. Um, after somebody knows who their ideal client, or actually I'm going to, let me scrap that idea. Somebody else is in the space of starting, they're helping people start their businesses. 
And so they're helping people with starting their business. They're helping maybe with figuring out who their ideal clients are, but they're also helping them. Um, you know, usually when people are first starting their businesses out, they need technology and they need to figure out what is the right technology for them, for their business and um, where to put, you know, where to build a web page, where to get a domain name, um, how do they build an email list, what platform do they use for an email list, blah, 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 blah. So the person who's helping people start a business creates a problem. The problem is their client needs information on how to, you know, what tech to use. So the problem that they create is a problem that I solve. So that person would be a good joint venture partner for me and they would be um, upstream from me because they create a problem upstream from where I solve the problem. So the stream is the client's journey. And hopefully I'm not bastardizing this um, information too much from, from Jay. I'm kind of putting it through my, my Stacy lens and putting it out here. So the, your mindset is, is that that joint venture person is sending you clients. They have the potential to send you lots of clients. Well, then if they send you a client, um, frequently what happens is, is somebody sends me a client, the client buys a package, I send the person who sent me that client a referral feedback or an affiliate fee. It's not always money. Sometimes it's, it's different ways that that gets uh, exchanged, but basically it's kind of, you send me people, I'm going to send you something. Um, it could be, I send you a bottle of wine or your favorite chocolates or, you know, who knows, right? So it's, you send me people, I send you something in return as in my gratitude for sending me clients. And then there's people downstream from me. So I help people with figuring out their technology and such and getting their life work life. Um, I also work on work life balance um, because I am in fact a therapist. I don't just describe myself as one. Um, I help them work on work life balance um, with my fine, with my formula. And so the problem I create for people is, okay, they've got their tech together. Now they need to get out there and reach clients. So the problem I create is now they need to know how to use, they need to know how to do things that make their tech run in the background. In other words, they need to fill up their lead. They need to get leads and fill those up with, you know, do lead generation to fill their email list up so that then they can go for, forward. So I may refer my clients who are my tech clients then on to somebody who can help them with lead gen and those people are downstream from me and when i send them a client they may send me a goodie in return whatever that is uh, peanut butter is always good um any forms of peanut butter are good for me um, but that's a whole different show so you, you heard me describe what's upstream and downstream and, and who joint venture partners are. And again, I was at a training on Friday. I was listening to Jay Facet describe this again, and I'm like refreshing my brain on all of it. Um, I use his process in my business. And in that process, the most important part of working with joint venture partners, the vital part, 
of working with joint venture partners is the relationship. Because without the relationship, it, it, it fails. So you build a relationship with this partner upstream or downstream from you. You learn about them. You learn about them personally, professionally, what their business is. You might have coffee with them. You might have a glass of wine with them. You might have a glass of uh, whiskey with them, if you're me. Uh, well, not to say that I do that a lot, but I do like peanut butter whiskey. Uh, anyway, there I go digressing again. That's what it is for a Monday. But so the mindset is, is the relationships are important for JVs. And the JV relationship is you send me people, I send you something in return. And we help each other with referrals. The mindset with a client is you are a lead that has come into my funnel. I'm going to send you information of value. I'm going to send you information of value. And then I'm going to offer you something. You know, I'm going to extend an offer to you of, you know, hey, if you want to work with me, if you want me to support you further down the road, you know, here's here's the four-month program I offer and here's how much it costs. Um, and you're, you're going to send me marketing materials. You're going to send me information about your events, et cetera. In no way are those two things the same. So I'm, you know, Mindset Monday. In my world, it's Mindset Monday. And I'm sitting here thinking about the mindset of the difference between a joint venture partner and a client. And joint venture partners are not clients. And clients are not joint venture partners. Now, I'm going to throw in the caveat. Except when they are. Because, you know, a joint venture partner can become a client. They become a client, gen they become a client generally when they say, hey, you know that thing you sell people that I send to you? I want to buy it. They basically opt themselves in. It's not because you've been marketing to them. Okay. So I'm going to say that, that, that can happen. A joint venture client, a joint venture partner can become a client. But it's not generally because you have the mindset to market to them. And clients could become joint venture partners because as you get to know them, you get to know what, they're, what they do and things. And you may start sending them referrals and then they send you things back. But I think the, the thing that I really wanted to hit on today is the, the, the crux is, is if you have a joint venture partner and you are sending them, um, they're on your email list for some reason, and you're sending them marketing material. And that's all well and good if they opted into your list, just like anybody else opting into your email list, you know, that's great. When that person chooses to, if they choose to not to remove themselves from your list or unsubscribe, it may be just like, you know, you, there are multiple reasons for people unsubscribing. It could be because they just want to clean up how many emails they get. I don't know about you, but I literally get 200 plus a day in emails. And I've got to constantly be looking at, at cutting those down. Because if you're in your email list more than 15 minutes a day, you're spending way more time in your email list than you should.
Now, that particular tip is for later this week when we get to um, take time Thursday or Formula Friday, we'll get into productivity. But your productivity tip for the day, if you're spending more than 15 minutes in your inbox, you're spending too much time in your inbox. Um, email. I'm not saying email is not effective for marketing. It's great for marketing. It's great for marketing to your ideal client. Not You don't want to market to your joint venture partners. Your joint venture partners, you want to send them messages on any pla- whatever platform you're going to communicate with them, but you're going to send them different kinds of messages. The messages may say, hey, Stacy, can you send out you know, would you be willing to promote my event, blah, 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 blah. And that may or may not be an email. Um, and just, you know, uh, I know that myself for email, um, I I don't generally, I, I just, I, I don't like email <laughs> a whole lot. I, I use it. I, I am on people's lists that market to me. I, I use it for that because I they're providing something of value or I'm watching for their event they have, but I'm also watching their LinkedIn feeds. I'm watching their Facebook feeds. I'm, I'm getting text messages from them. I have, if I'm interested in watching for their event, I guarantee you, I'm going to be stalking their webpage, looking for their event. I'm going to find their event. I don't have to be on their email list for that. So I, um, I, I just want to open now. I think, you know, after I've spilled my guts here um, and it's about mindset on uh, the mindset of what a joint venture partner is and what a client is. And I would love now, actually, I, there's 18 people in here. I'm hoping that one of you has some ideas on what a joint venture partner is and what a client is and kind of just experiences you might have had um, with, uh, joint venture partners or, um, clients and, um, you know, whether, you know, kind of what you've done, uh, you know, in developing joint venture partners or, um, what you do, you know, to communicate back and forth with your, um, with your peeps that you're connected to. Um, so I'd love, you know, um, I'd love to have somebody, you know, come, come join, um, you know, click that button and, and, uh, jump in. Let's, let's make this a conversation versus a Stacy is talking. Um, if you just joined, uh, my name is Stacy Brioka, the technology therapist and squirrel wrangler. And today is Mindset Monday, and I am talking about why joint venture partners are not clients uh, and the mindset of how to approach a joint venture partner versus the mindset of how we approach clients. And um, I'm, uh, if you're listening to this on my podcast on replay, please look at the show notes and you'll find a link to um the source where I have received this uh, knowledge in my head, this is, you know, what I just described earlier is not necessarily my knowledge. It is me describing what I have learned from a gentleman named Jay Facet, who is brilliant when it comes to joint ventures. And um, I have, have learned a tremendous amount in business 
in the last two years uh, being involved in his programs. And, and I was at an event Friday listening to him and that's kind of what spurred me to, um, you know, put this in as the topic of the day today. So um, I actually will be um, sending, I'm, I'm actually going to send this, I'm going to see, uh, I'm actually going to see if, uh, if, uh, Jay is, is around in the world and if he, uh, if he happens to pop in the room, then I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see if he has a minute on, on stage. I, he, he may not, he's a really busy guy. Um, but, um, you know, um, I'd love to, to hear other people's views on, you know, uh, have you ever heard of a joint venture partner before? We've got somebody here. Here we go. Is it Sage? Yes, yeah, Sage, correct. Share direct though. <laughs> nice. Hey, thanks for joining me, Sage. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. I'm good. 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 Okay, so um I was listening to you. I was hoping to, you know, pop up a few knowledge about what you were gonna say about um joint venture partners and your actual clients because um in this part of the world, okay, um, um, I didn't introduce myself properly. My name is Shea. I work with financial technology in Africa, somewhere in Africa. That is uh, Nigeria, to be precise. So I wanted to actually get a bit more knowledge because um, I'm setting up a new um, business right now because, you know, I've been working with different fintechs for a while and I've been adding value to different people's businesses. And I thought it was about time I take up the notch and try to, you know, do something for me something I feel passionate about. So lately uh -huh. I've been developing a solution that, you know, helps educational institutions to, you know, simplify their processes and make it as seamless as possible, giving them technological solutions that, you know, make everything work like clockwork. Oh, nice. So, and I heard you mention a few things about, you know, joint venture partners and clients. Because at the moment, I have a joint venture partner that became a kind of joint venture partner from learning about my product and being and saying, you know what, I love your product. You know, a merger or a combination of, you know, yourself and myself would add value. Sorry, I'm on the road. I'm driving. Would add value to... <laughs> I'm driving. Stay safe. My headphones Stay now. safe. <laughs> no. Yeah, so he said that that would add value to his business because, you know, he's a software, he's a full-stack software developer, and he's been providing solutions both for businesses and, you know, small-scale businesses within this ecosystem. And he says this is one thing he thinks, you know, would catch on like wildfire, and he wants to be a part of it. So he went from being a financial client, you know, one of my fintech product clients, to being, you know, a joint venture partner, whereby, you know, we're working together. Some of my solutions are being promoted by him you know mm -hmm. to get clients that would be able to get the solution and also be able to get financial um, plugins into those particular solutions to help their business you know run a whole lot better 
So I feel sometimes, you know, that line can be blurred a little bit depending on the interest. Oh, certainly. Yeah, it can and be, it sounds it can like be you, blurred. Well, what you it sounds like I think what you've done it seems like is is you've developed the relationship from client to joint venture partner and really to collaborative partner from um, you know, you you started with a relationship that was a client relationship and then you've worked you know, now you send each other referrals, so that's a joint venture relationship. And then exactly. are, did I catch that you might also be looking at it being another level, which is a collaborative relationship? Yeah, that's the third line. So we've crossed three yeah. lines together. Nice. <laughs> so we've practically crossed three lines together in that particular yeah. situation because, you know, he was able to let me understand that the clientele base for this particular line of products, most of them don't have the technical infrastructure. Most of them cannot keep uh, a software developer or, you know, somebody in-house 24-7 and be paying right. the person a full salary. They would rather get somebody on a contract that would get it uh -huh. done for them, put them through the processes and would only come in from time to time if they have any technical difficulties to handle trainings and, you know, all those little, little aspects of it. So that's what he provides. So he found that niche for himself to say, Yo, you know what, you might not be able to afford a developer in-house full-time, but I you can put me on a retainership. I'll help you make sure that all your systems are working well. You know, everything is properly backed up. You have, you know, ways of solving problems. If you have any issues, I'm available to, you know, send somebody to come help you out or remotely from wherever I am, I'll make it work. You know, those kind of things. So he says, if we're able to tackle the market in a way whereby some certain people, they have the technical infrastructure to make it happen, all well and good. But for those that do not have the infrastructure to make it happen, we can provide the support at an additional fee, whereby they say, mm -hmm. fine, you know what, if we don't have to keep you full-time and we can give you a certain fee, you know, as a premium on the normal cost of the infrastructure, we will gladly pay that fee and make it possible for us to have this thing working, you know, seamlessly across all the different aspects of the institution. And they make it happen and they make it work. <clears throat> Some of these clients are you know, just educational institutions. Meanwhile, the rest of them are actually business institutions that, you know, they feel like they're between the small and medium scale and, you know, they want technology to help to expand the scope of what they can do and achieve within their ecosystem. So that's why I say the lines are kind of blurry between these relationships because... They you know, are. You might, yeah, who knows? You might just be dealing with somebody that, you know, has the plug-in to make sure that you can thrive in that business that you're doing so rather than see each other as competitors you can see each other as partners in a situation where you know you rub off on him he rubs off on you and at the end of the day everybody is doing good oh yeah the, the best i think the best relationship in the world business relationships in the world are win 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 for your clients, you know, what can I do to make sure that, and, and this again, I'm, I'm spouting off uh, information that came straight from, um, you know, the program I was talking about, because um, I don't want to, I don't want to put this out that this is, you know, that, that these concepts are my uh, personal concepts, but they're, they're things I've learned from this program uh, and applied and, and they work is, is the win for your clients. You know, like if I'm referring people to you, or if I'm, you know, referring people to you, it's because I want the win for my clients. I want my clients to win by having you as a provider. 
um, I wanted it to yeah. be a win for you because you have new clients and I kind of like the, I don't mind the win for me if you send me, you know, back a gift from Nigeria. Right. Um, exactly. Whatever that is. You know, it's, 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 that's kind of the, the way that circle comes around. And, um, you know, it's, it's not, it, we could even both be in the same kind of spaces, but, uh, like you're in tech and I'm in tech, but we do two different things, exactly. you know, yeah, and, and they, you know, the, so there's crossover between the tech stuff I do and the tech stuff you do. I, you know, you and I may very well be good joint venture partners, uh, because I help people deal with the, um, emotions and feelings they have about tech because many people are terrified of technology and I am, I'm I am actually a therapist. I don't just say that I'm one. I'm, I'm a clinical social worker by profession. Uh, but I am a, a tech or geek girl for, I've been a tech or geek person all of, literally almost all of my life. I don't remember a time that I did not have technology involved in my life. Um, first computer I had was a Commodore 64. Um, wow. And this, you know, if you don't know what a Commodore 64 is, look it up. I'm sure you'll find the Wikipedia page and be able to find uh, what it is. Um, but uh, so... Uh, that was my first computer, but I help. I found that people are terrified of technology, and so as a therapist, I help people with emotions. So, um, so you help you help people actually deal with the change management of moving from you know the the regular way they're used to living their everyday life to trying to see the advantage that technology can bring to them without the fear. You you pretty much nailed. Uh, one of the main things I do. Yes. I, <laughs> uh, because, because, you know, it, it's changes scary. Um, humans uh, in general, uh, one thing I know about humans is, is we want the outcome of the change. We want the progression of life and we want the outcomes of the change, but we do not want to make changes ourselves. Yeah. We, I think it's the process that they're a little bit very skeptical about. Right. Right. And, the and you know, the, yeah, the things we've lived through in the last two years, we um, have, um, uh, you know, as a as a planet, have literally gone through a change together, and um, and we've had to, you know, it was it was you know the we we couldn't fight that little virus without coming together, working together on it, you know. Um, well, it, it's actually very necessary. You know, basically what you offer people is what we factor in to our marketing strategy. Because part of our marketing strategy in this part of the world is trying to convince these people to understand that tech is not going to hurt them. It's only going to make them better. I've had mm-hmm. situations of trying to market the kind of solutions that we offer. And they're like, why do they need that? What, do, what, as in what, what benefit is that going to bring to them? That we're just trying to change the process of how they're getting things done, which at the moment to them is effective enough to actually use. So if they have an effective system that is working for them, why do I suggest that they change their system to something that I am saying is going to be way more effective than what they are doing currently? So that's the convincing aspect I need to go through. That's the proof aspect I need to go through. I need to go through an some like extra steps of trying to make them believe to the extent that sometimes when you have to do a demo you are practically 
going through the in-depth process of line-by-line -line analytics of how exactly the information is being used, what kind of information is being processed, and how much they have access to their information and the extent of safety. So you do it in form of therapy. I do. I, I, I try right. to do it in form of marketing. I've lost a few and, clients and because they, they were like, it's not, they can't, they, they don't see the, you know, long-term long -term benefits and they would rather stay safe. Well, and, and frequently I think what happens is, is when um, those of us in the geek world, especially, we start talking about this is what this is going to do. And if you have, you know, uh, SEO and if you have the right uh, ROIs and you have the right, we start talking in letters and we start talking in um you know, you want to sit, connect this with this automation and then do this and zap it to here and do this. People's eyes glaze over and they start freaking out. They, they really, their emotions just shoot through the roof and they, they uh, are, are scared. They're, they're, they're frankly just terrified. Of, yeah, they, at, at they that point, you would know when they zone out. About. Yeah, at they that zone point, out you would know when they zone out and they're like, nah, this is a bit too much. So I think it just depends on the kind of crowd you're dealing with. If I'm going to a presentation to top management, I need to be a little bit more summary based on some of the you know things that I need to let them understand that the solution does. But when I'm dealing with technical it, it, people, I can run the them through you know the back end, the extent of information processed, the automations that are going on on the back end to make it as seamless as possible. You know, so those those kind of things. But the things they well, really. Yeah, what they need to know is, is here's what's going to happen on the outcomes. Here's here's what you're going to get out of it. Because that's what they really want to know. Here's what you're going to get out of it. Uh, because when we, when we get into the weeds, then they glaze over. Their eyes glaze over and such. But um, I really love how you described what you and your colleague did for, um, and I, I'm just kind of wrapping us back in to the topic of um, joint venture uh, partners not being clients and clients not being joint venture partners and um, in the sense of, you know, they don't always start as one, you know, they may start as one or the other and yes, they could, we could cross the line into the other. However, um, I think one of the other things I was um, really wanted to hear people say about is, is, you know, if somebody's a joint venture partner and you're sending them marketing material trying to sell them your product and they're not your ideal client they're your joint venture partner how that feels on the other side of things okay, you know um, on that other side I feel there's no hurt there's no loss in that particular situation for you to have thought of them as you know potential clients you know the nature of their business you know the exact value they bring to the table and you feel that could actually bring value to what they offer because, you know, um, previously when I was working with um, a different financial technology firm, we were able to develop solutions that were going to solve, you know, major problems. There was somebody I was able to bring on board. He had solutions that it could, he could offer, but he did not see how that solution could actually affect people directly. So he was looking Certainly. for, you know, big merchants and all that. And I said, look, if you build this solution in a small scale version whereby people can assess it directly, they can pay for it directly and use it directly one on one. I think you would make a lot more leverage in that particular situation. You would just need to change your model a little bit. Um, okay, the only so in your why I'm telling you to change your model is because when you change it that little bit, it would open up a new market for you, and that market frontier 
hasn't been explored yet. And and so in that particular case, what you were speaking of was really that that person was a potential client for you. But what if the person is like absolutely not in your wheelhouse? Like they they are not at all a potential client. They they aren't and they never will be. You know, probably will be wondering Let, why say, is he sending me marketing materials though. Then why are you sending them marketing materials? That's what I'm saying is, is um, so one of the things, you know, I had a situation where I've had situations where people are sending me marketing materials and I'm not their ideal client. And so I unsubscribe, you know? Yeah, but uh, um, that, that's, that's you as an individual, yeah? Let me tell you how it works a lot more here in Nigeria, yeah? Somebody would see a solution and would believe more from someone else's word of mouth. Like, for example, if you are my joint venture partner and I send you marketing materials, coincidentally, two days after that, you're having a conversation with somebody that needs my solution to help him scale. You probably would tell the person, I think you should contact these people because they have what exactly you want. Absolutely. And they would probably be able to give you more. So, so it's, I, not, I, I, uh, it's not a no, lose-lose I totally situation. Agree. I totally agree with that. My thing is, is specifically that Email is not how I personally choose to consume my joint venture partner's information. I choose to be in discussions with them, find out what they do, put that in my my um, file folder, if you will, of, oh, this is what Saeed does. And so next time I'm talking to somebody who could use the uh, systems uh, process work that you do, I'd be sending them your direction, right? Yeah. Um, but if you were sending me information in email, I probably would, I would probably unsubscribe from the email and probably just, uh, you know, I would just, I would rather remember what you do and have it in my file folder than to have 16 emails from you in a day reminding me what you do. Yes, I know. But those 16 emails, my going through them and deleting them takes time away from me. So it's not actually productive or positive for me as your joint venture partner. It actually takes time away from me being able to get to other people for you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I get the angle you're coming from now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, okay. Am I, I, I just wanted to make sure I was being clear on what I was saying. Um, Oh, no, it's, so, very, it's very clear. It's very clear. And uh, I, I do get a 16 emails a bit much for someone that is a joint venture partner and is, you know, looking out for businesses that you could refer your way. And right. Kind of thing. And you are bombarding the person with, you know, all sorts of extra, extra information that the person might not need in the long run. Right. I already, if I the already only, know what The only mean. advantage, yeah, the only advantage I see in sending those emails is if, for example... Um, your joint venture partner knows the extent of the product you offer, but maybe your product has gone through some evolutionary stages whereby it has become a whole lot more permeable into different aspects of the ecosystem uh-huh. and you feel they should know about it. So if you're not able to have a conversation at every given time to let them know, oh, now we can do this. Now with the new partnership that we've brought on board, we can offer this, this and that because a lot of our products okay. have now started would- to feature in that. But that would be different than sending marketing emails. That could be could be just a message on LinkedIn or Facebook of, hey, just wanted to let you know our stuff's been updated and here's our new webpage if you get a chance to look at it. To send out to potential 
you know, if you're sending out, a, sending potential referrals to me, you know, I think that, I think that, and, and that's where I get back to, back to the fact that the relationship with a joint venture partner is different than the relationship with a client. I do get that. I do. See I, what I, I mean? Yeah, I understand you. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate this back and forth thing is too, is, is and, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that uh, there aren't, too many differences between how you guys do um, referrals and such in, there in Nigeria than we do here in the states. Um, oh, um, is, well, they're not. They're, they're not very different. They're not very different. No. But you know, because this uh, in Nigeria over here, it's it's fallow ground. You know, um, a lot of the advancement that you would see in the United States have not yet fully evolved here, or have not yet been fully accepted or imbibed into the ecosystem quite well. So oh. they are not very knowledgeable about a lot of things when it comes to technology. Even they make it, they are even more scared of technology than you can imagine that they are in the United States. Because, okay. you know, um, some parts of uh, the country have been tagged with a lot of people that are, you know, putting a lot of efforts into all sorts of um, manipulative technology, looking for ways to, you know, bypass and cut through you know, technology advancements and all that kind of thing. So even in Nigeria, uh, we have to put extra layers of security, extra layers of authentication to make sure that everything is safe for the consumers. You know, because that, even the information, the data, the data is not readily available. In the United States, you have data, you have information, you know exactly, you know, the categories of people that you're looking forward to, you know, trying to capture them into that your market segment. A couple of the people here don't even have access to the internet. So how else would you communicate with them? Some have access to emails because, you know, um, some have phones where they can receive emails and things. So at some point, it might be an avenue for you to actually reach out to them. And meanwhile, others, they, they, they deal more with visual effects of things. So when they see that, they're like, okay, so what's this edutech that this person is talking about? I think I want to know more about it because, you know, it, it, it relates to something I might need at that future time. So right. it's slightly different, but, you know, the whole concept is still, it's still exactly the same thing. Nothing really changes that much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I like hearing that... Um the, the similarities and the differences. I, um, uh, I, I love that uh, there are people working on the cutting. Uh, it sounds like you're working kind of on the cutting edge of things, helping people really bring their technology use up for their productivity and for their business and for their safety and um, helping them really be able to uh, do more. Uh, and that's... Um, you know, especially I know for, for anyone, you know, we're always trying to be able to do, do more, uh, with, with less even. And so that, you know, we can actually maybe actually like connect as humans. You know, if, if we have the technology does some of the quote unquote work for us, then we can focus on the human relationship. That's my, that's my big dream is have people use technology so that, that gets the work done so that then we get to spend time building the human relationships because those are really the most important part of life in so yeah. many ways. In so many ways. But yeah. We've gotten to notice that, you know, even trying yeah. to build the technology so that you can have time to deal with the human to human relationship. To yep. some extent, it's also creating blurry lines because technology is taking over everything. Human relationship is reducing further and further because of 
social media and a lot of other things. And really, it should be the other way around, in my opinion. It should be the other way around. It should be the other way around. So I'm glad to reality. hear that I've got a. I'm glad to hear that I have a, a like-minded uh, colleague uh, around the world from me. <laughs> uh, it was great to meet you, Say. I would like to ask to you one you question too. before we wrap up. Um, is it okay if I tag your? Do you have your social medias attached? Excellent. You oh do. yeah, sure, sure. With I have your my profile. social medias attached, so you can. Is it okay if I tag those? If I if I tag those in my show notes, because uh, this oh, yeah, is going to sure, go up sure. as a podcast, and That's that fine. way um, you can tag you can uh, tag back to this podcast uh, because you no were problem. your participation was a big part of it, and I really appreciate it. You're very so. welcome, and it was a pleasure having this conversation with you. I've learned a little bit about your perspective on some certain things, and I'm able to, you know, take that knowledge and use it effectively in other aspects of, um, you know, um, tech development and psychology. Yeah, and and within, I agree with the, that. I've learned some things uh, from your perspective, and that's that's what wisdom. That's one of the things I really like about wisdom is I think we can. It, it, we're gonna. Uh, do a lot Learn more that way. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I even need to go read more on the psychology of what you do, trying to get people to get comfortable with tech because I feel that would help in my business development because, you know, majorly I focus on business development and because I have not paid attention to the aspects you mentioned, I felt like, oh my God, I need to hear about this. I need to know more about this particular thing because, you know, we don't tag it as a thing over here. Ah. I just take it as part of the marketing strategy, convincing people to see things differently. But, you know, you start by making baby steps. So if I know a little bit more about the psychological aspect of trying to get people to see things that way, it will probably help my marketing strategy. Well, one thing I will say is, is you, uh, and this comes from, so this is a, a, uh, one of my core values I bring from being a therapist. And, and I don't know, hopefully it might help you is um, start where the client is. Start where they are. Don't start where you want to convince them to be. Start where they already are. Yeah, that's, Because that's, if you start where they are, they're more likely to follow you as opposed to glaze their eyes over. True. So that's one, that's one piece. Um, thank thank and, you very uh, much for uh, the idea. So, I'm and uh, as I if you stay on as I wrap up my end of my uh, piece here, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell everybody, um, and, and you're welcome to to hang out while I do as as I wrap this. Is my name is Stacy Brayuka. I'm known as the technology therapist and squirrel wrangler, and I uh, don't I'm not I don't just say I'm a therapist. I actually am a clinical social worker by trade, a public health educator, and I have been a geek girl for forty plus years. Um, probably going on 45 there, really. Uh, and I awesome, awesome work. Uh, I I have a program called Find Your Formula, where I help people find and balance their life formula, um, and the different pieces, so that they can balance their work and life, so they can get more done, but also spend more time with uh, doing the things they love and being around those they love. Awesome. awesome. Um, I think, I think I'll stick around up, and learn a little bit more from you because I think, you know, those values can actually bring a lot of um, potential to the business line and the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, we that are core core finance and core core um, tech development, we can always use that and start to understand people from where they stand. 
So I mm-hmm. think we'll get to exchange more, a lot more information as time goes on. And I'm happy I actually that came here today. That sounds great. <laughs> I'm happy I came well, here today. Uh, and, uh, feel- I'll, follow your, I'll follow your handles so, you know, I can always pop yep. in anytime and listen to some of your, you know, podcast stories and, you know, knowledge and experience. And, and you know, we can always use that to help people within this ecosystem. Thank you. Thank very you much, so much. I really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a wonderful day. Have a rest great day. day. You too. Uh huh. And then just for the final wrap up here, uh, and I don't know how to, I don't want to, uh, I think it's, there we go. Uh, there we go. Um, so just to wrap up, the rest of the story is is please uh follow me if you got value from this i would love it if those of you who if you got value look up technology therapist on the app store um it's in the google play store and in the apple app store i have an app called technology therapist where i bring um i have articles about the nine arenas that we need to balance in our life in order to uh, have a better work-life balance and uh, take care of ourselves. I also, um, is the, my podcast is connected there and you can, um, you can send me messages through Facebook Messenger within that app and also set, uh, there's a link to my calendar to schedule time with me as well. So, uh, Technology Therapist is the name of my podcast. It's also the name of my app, and it's what people call me. So I really appreciate everyone, all 59 people who have been here hanging out, listening to me today. Today has been Mindset Monday. Tomorrow I have Technology Tuesday, and it will be actually live streamed office hours on my uh, in my Facebook group, which is also called Technology Therapist Group. If you are interested um, in that, message me through the app or come over and join the group. Um, I will probably do a short show here on wisdom as well. But the Technology Therapist office hours are 10 a.m. Central Time. And I am asking people, bring your one thing that is either your one productivity question, your one technology question, your one uh, work-life balance question, bring your one thing and come to open office hours tomorrow in the group. And we will spend 15 minutes with as many, with each person, as many people as possible uh, within the time frame to deal with their one thing. Um, so my name's Stacy Brayuka the technology therapist and squirrel wrangler, and I will see you tomorrow.